What it do, DMV, episode 17 of Chirpin' DMV, and we have made it through the summer. It is now time to hit it hard for our inaugural hockey season of the pod. Like we mentioned last episode, September this month is going to be our season preview month. Uh, today's episode, first we've got our junior hockey preview in a jam-packed episode with multiple interviews, players, coaches, uh, everything from local junior DMV teams. So we'll also be starting out our NHL division breakdowns. So with all that being said, let's say hello to the boys. KP, Kyle, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? Glad to be back on after a fun Labor Day weekend. Good time with the boys. Yeah, yeah. Like we said, the Philly boys, uh, they came down. Uh, we hit tunes Friday night, got a little rowdy, and then parties all day Saturday, and then the boat on Sunday. Uh, not a bad day on the water. So AB, AB, what's up, man? You had a bit of a weekend yourself, huh? Yeah, uh, my buddy Drew Lance's uh, bachelor party. We went to Nashville and uh, started at 11 a.m. all day, every day, till 2 a.m. the entire weekend. That city never sleeps. What a city. Great music, huh? Yeah, uh-huh. uh, kind of just drink whiskey and go bar to bar. I think I, he- I heard like three of the same country songs the entire at weekend. The same exact time. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Uh, yeah, it just didn't stop. Well, fine. So let's get into some hockey news. Like we said, uh, breaking news, I guess, from the tweeter on the ride over here. Pierre Maguire out on that first team at NBC. Uh, so that first team with Doc Emmerich and Eddie Olchek. Uh, Pierre is being replaced by Brian Boucher. Thoughts? Oh, it's huge. I think the whole hockey community is glad that Pierre is gone. Yeah, yeah fuck Pierre, dude. Uh, like, uh, there's literal hashtag fuck though. Pierre. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I mean... He's going to be done uh, pumping the pe- Penguins like all yeah, the time. He'll Although still be calling games, uh, just not on that top unit. So right. They like, like, uh, he might just be calling Pens games now, so who knows? Yeah, that's true. That'll fucking we suck. We still got to deal with Pierre, but we'll see what happens. So, Capitals news. Our boy Kuznetsov, uh, as we said back in May, that video came up. Some sniffle fritz on the table. Uh, he has now pos- put tested positive for cocaine. So, four-year ban by the IIHF caused him to miss the 20 22 Olympics if the NHL is eligible to play. Uh, no words in terms of suspension from the Caps or NHL due to the fact that cocaine is not considered a performance or prohibited subs- prohibited substance. Learn to read. It's only Wednesday. Uh, a lot of Caps coming out speaking on behalf of Kuzi, having his support. So I guess we'll start with AB. Thoughts on Kuzi uh, hitting the slopes? Uh, I think it's kind of funny that the NHL is just like, yeah, cocaine's really not that bad of a drug. Me. <laughs> like they just don't give a shit, but the IHF obviously does. Four years—that's pretty years huge. Yeah, four years is huge. Yeah, I mean it's good if you're a USA fan, though. I mean, Kuzi's out for Russia, and yeah. if you're a Caps fan, you still got him. No yeah. punishment, right? And that's could true. could rejuvenate him. You know, you know what I mean? They'd be that like, oh, true. he didn't didn't have the best of playoffs or really an overwhelming season last year, like we thought he would after that run he went on uh, in the in the Cup for us. Well, that's something to think about. I mean. Was he on the sauce this past season, or was he off the sauce? <laughs> he what season was he on the sauce? Dude, he may was have been on the, the sauce. Was he on or off the sauce in the in the, in the our Stanley Cup run, and was he on or off the sauce during all season? season. So yeah. Twitter poll on that later coming up. Twitter poll: <laughs> Would you prefer him to be back on the sauce if it means he's going to score a hundred goals? <laughs> yes. Uh, per- he basically said, "I realize that the only way I can win you back is to take ownership of my situation and my actions from this point forward." Um, Ever since I took the ice in D.C., the Capitals organization, our fans have been nothing but great to me and my family, and I feel absolutely terrible for letting you down. It was kind of funny that he tried to deny it the first time, and he was like, nope, wasn't me. I got out as soon as I saw it. Well, he <laughs> originally said when that video came out that it was from the Stanley Cup, 
but I guess it came out that that was from our game this season in Vegas, just regular season game. Oh, okay. That's okay. Oops. So, <laughs> another bit of news. Former Capital, Justin Williams. Uh, former Capital and Carolina Hurricane Captain Justin Williams announces he will be stepping away from the NHL next season. Stated that this is the first time in my life that I felt unsure of my aspirations uh, with regards to hockey. So, elaborated on that, saying he isn't focused mentally or physically. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say he's retiring because there's that chance. You know, he might just take a couple months off and then come back midseason. Uh, 50-50, I think at 38 he does retire. Yeah, I would agree. And the fact that he said he's not mentally prepared for the season makes me think he's not getting mentally prepared for the season. No. So maybe he comes back next season, which I also highly maybe. doubt. Uh, yeah, I don't know about him coming back Yeah, being at this age. But, I mean, he did take Carolina on a pretty good run last year. Yeah, so if he comes back midseason, I don't know if he'd still be on the contract with Carolina. He could uh, come back to the Caps <laughs> uh, if he's feeling like it. Or say Carolina's having, you know, a good year or a bad year, that's the sway his decision on if and when he yeah. um, comes it depends back. depends on if it would be training during the year, too, not being on a team and all. He could come back as, like, some front office guy or something like that. You know, a coach. Who knows? Yeah. But those guys, when they retire, they take a team mentor and figure it out. They don't get right back into a coaching role or so anything to do with hockey. Right. Um, so I guess with that being said, let's toss it over to our first interview of the day. It is the newest Maryland Black Bear from Sweden, uh, Wilmer Skoog. He's a uh, Boston University to commit. So let's toss it over there. So, guys, we now welcome on an awesome guest, third leading scorer back in 2018 for the Festeris HK and Swedish Super Elite League, 47 points in 57 games last year for the Minoit Minotaurs, Boston University commit, and now the newest Maryland Black Bear, Wilmer Skoog. Wilmer, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Uh, it feels good to be, uh, be in this uh, podcast, and uh, yeah, I'm excited talking to you today. Excellent. Excellent. So let's get started right there. So last season, you're first in North America, playing up in North Dakota for Minute, like we said. Uh, what brought you to the NH or the NAHL, and um, kind of uh, what were the noticeable noticeable differences in style of play from Sweden now in North America? Uh, first of all, uh, I wanted to uh, to attend an uh, NCAA school here in the states. Uh, I know it's a great possibility to. Uh, to be able to both study and uh, play hockey at a great level here, uh, which we don't have back home in Sweden. Uh, so that was the biggest part. And uh, uh, I'm also a guy who likes uh, adventures and uh, experience new things. So, uh, yeah, it was a good fit for me to come over here and play hockey. And, um, everything turned out well with the Sweden team, as I said. So, uh, but last year when I uh, first came here, the first two months, uh, I noticed a lot of differences uh, in the game uh, and the, I think the biggest part was uh, was obviously the smallest smaller rings here right this playing in the European rings size were, uh, came over here and the corners were uh, way smaller and, uh, yeah the game were uh, just getting faster in uh, every situation gotcha so is there any specific adjustments that you had to make to uh, your game specifically uh, I think uh, big part of my game is uh, protecting the puck in the corner, so I had to keep developing that part. Uh, always ready to uh, uh, to protect the puck in the corners when the D's are stepping out, you know. Um, and then I think the physical part was another thing uh, that I got more used to that was tough the first months. Uh, but as the season went by last year, I think, uh, yeah, I got used to it and I was tough and 
in their situation. Uh, so I think that's the two biggest parts. Uh, but right now, I just enjoy playing, playing here. I really like the American style of hockey, so it's good. Perfect. So speaking of the Maryland Black Bears, you were regarded as one of the top prospects in the NAHL. Um, kind of tell the people how you became a Maryland Black Bear. I mean, was it via trade or kind of during the offseason? Do you have the option uh, kind of maybe as a free agent to choose where you want to go next? Uh, yeah, I could. Uh, uh, the first plan was to attend Boston University this season. But uh, as the summer went by, uh, it turned out to be next year. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, me and my advisor uh, talked about all the options and uh, whether it was mine or some other team in the mall or USHL uh, to get the best preparation for college hockey. Um, and uh, yeah, we experienced all the options and I got traded to Maryland. Um, I wanted to take the next step in my junior hockey career. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, experience new things here and. Uh, uh, experience in the organization and uh, yeah I think it's good good to move on and uh, you know experience different coaches coaching styles and uh, every team doesn't play the, uh, the game the same way so I will learn a lot of new stuff here I'm sure so I'm super excited for this season to start here and, uh, yeah we I think we have a good team we've been on it for a week now uh, and uh, yeah everyone looks good on the ice and it's a, it's a great part or a great group of guys in the locker room. So I'm just excited. Perfect. So, yeah, you are coming from a minded team who made it to the second round of the playoffs last year, kind of an established team in the null. Um, so now you're coming to the Maryland Black Bears who are only going into their second season in the league. Um, kind of what challenges and opportunities are you excited about Excited about with the still new Black Bears organization and helping them grow? Uh, I know it's always tough to be a new part of a league. Uh, I know it was... Uh, Blackbirds first year last year. Uh, and I know Josh uh, Willemock and Brandon uh, have the, uh, the possibility to pick all their players and get prepared last year. So uh, now I know they they made everything they can to get the best group of guys, uh, both hockey players and personalities. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think the group of guys now, the biggest challenge for us is, uh, uh, is to break the last year's uh, down, down going trend with uh, we're not getting the wins, um, and uh, I, I don't doubt we will we'll be a playoff team this year. Uh, there's no doubt in that we'll make the playoffs. Uh, we're a great competition in every every time of practice and working out. So uh, I think we just have to uh, uh, make some new routines and uh, get uh, get new energy into the locker room and. Because I know when, when you're in a tough uh, uh, in a tough part of the year and you can't get the wins, uh, everyone is walking around a bit sad and pissed about they can't win the hockey games because that's what it's all about. Uh, so get a new start here and uh, start over. That's what I think is the best uh, best option right now. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy. Right, yeah, all it takes is a couple wins and a couple new faces to really turn everything around. So you did mention playoffs. You're saying you guys should make the playoffs. What are the, what are the overall team expectations for the year that you guys want to accomplish? Um, that's something we haven't talked about, so I can just talk about my expectations. Okay, yeah. We haven't really been into that yet in the group. Uh, but obviously I want to make the playoffs. That's, um, that's the first goal of the year, I think. Obviously we need some more short-term goals before that. Uh, but that's the 
the next biggest goal. And uh, even if we finish first or fourth and make the playoffs, I think we have to take one step at a time. But that's how I want it to be. We we'll take one game at a time and go from there. So, uh, but obviously, I want to make the Robbie Cup. Uh, that'll be fun. I've never been in that uh, in the championship weekend there in, in the world was last year. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. And, uh, that would be awesome to make it uh, to the Robbie Cup with this group of guys. Perfect. See, yeah, so I guess staying on your expectations still, too. Watching your highlights from last year, there was a couple behind-the-net Michigan-style goals. Uh, can we expect <laughs> any of those uh, this year for Maryland? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, a couple clean ones. Uh, so so last thing I'll ask you, like you mentioned, you're a Boston University commit. Uh, first, tell us, I mean, how excited you are for that. Like you said, your goal was to come over and play NCAA hockey. And kind of what made you choose uh, Boston U over? I'm sure there was a couple options. I'm not sure what they were, but what made you choose Boston? Uh, first of all, I think uh, it's a good good fit in the, in the academic part. Uh, the schooling has always been a big part of my life. Uh, my parents have always pushed me to be, be a great student. Uh, and I know Boston University is a great academic school. Uh, so that was the first part I was looking looking at. And then uh, obviously I know Boston University is a great hockey program too. Uh, they have a lot of uh, NHL players who, uh, or there's a lot of NHL players who have uh, been to their program. And uh, yeah, they've had uh, great success with, uh, with the individuals. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I think they make a really good job with developing the players, and uh, yeah, that's a huge part of, of the game. Yeah, a lot of lot of uh, notable notable alumni that came through there and went on to the higher levels, the NHL and all. So, Wilmer, we won't hold you too long. Thanks again for coming on. Best of luck to you and the Black Bears this year. We'll, uh, we'll reconvene uh, sometime during the season and meet you up at the rink and kind of get an update on how the boys are doing, all right? Awesome. Sounds good. All right, good. my man. Enjoy Thanks the weekend. Being a part of this. All right, have a good weekend, man. You too. Bye. All right, thanks again to Wilmer for coming on. We'll follow up with him uh, in the middle of the season to uh, catch up on things, get kind of an update uh, on how the Black Bears are doing. But, boys, let's dive into it. Like we said, NHL divisional breakdowns each episode. We'll start with the Pacific Division. We'll start out west. We'll start here, last season's final rankings. Calgary first, also finished first in the west, upset in that first round by Colorado. San Jose second, second in the west, lost in the conference finals to the Blues. And then you had Vegas who was beat out by the Sharks in that first round, then Arizona, Vancouver, Anaheim, Edmonton, and L.A. So with that being said, we'll take it alphabetically. We'll start with Anaheim. So I'll kind of give a rundown of each team, and you guys just give me your thoughts on everybody. So Anaheim, player-wise, Corey Perry gone. Uh, Ryan Kessler retiring, new head coach in Dallas Eakins. Uh, Getzlav is still there, still the captain, stuck with the load of carrying a very, very, very young team. Uh, the Ducks finished dead last in the entire offense in the NHL last year. Don't expect them to have much of an improved offense this year. The defense struggles. Their only bright spot last year really was goalie John Gibson. Uh, so we'll end it with this via Vegas Insider. So I'll do this for all the teams. Odds to win the Cup, 200-1. to 1. Odds to win the Western Conference, 100-1. to 1. Pacific Division, 80-1. to 1. So we'll start with AB. Thoughts on the Ducks? Um, I don't mean to be too harsh, but flat out they are not good. Uh, they, they had... They were kind of like the Cavs, where they were they were really good regular season guys for a while there. When uh, and especially when Bruce Boudreau was there, Ryan Getzloff was in his prime, Corey Perry was was in his prime. Those guys are getting a little older. Um, uh, their D just they have no one on defense really. They have Cam Fowler and Hampus Limholm, who solid, but they can't be your top two guys. 
especially if you want to be good in this in the NHL. Uh, goaltending is solid. John Gibson's young. Ryan Miller, their backup, old veteran, uh, probably a future Hall of Famer. I don't know. Um, top six, uh, top six forwards. Uh, all I wrote down in my notes was brutal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hate to see it. Ryan, like I, I saw, like I said, like Ryan Getzlaff is there. Uh, I can't even think of another name off the top of my head. That's yeah, very, Getzlaff's very young the only lineup. one you really think that can put up some major points. Yeah. Yeah. The, thinking about Anaheim, all I had was John Gibson. He's gonna have a uh, harsh year. He's gonna get a lot of shots on him. But yeah. And then my last one, I had uh, not. There's like no depth, but I saw some young names out there that may be good in the future. I'm not gonna say maybe. this future. Sam, this Sam Steele, yeah. Troy Terry, and Daniel Sprong. Troy Terry is the man. Yeah, Troy Terry, American hero. Um, so, Colin, any, any other thoughts on Anaheim? No, I think they're gonna have a rough year, but uh, that's about it. I don't think they'll make a push or anything like that. So, the Vegas insider odds. We taking any of those? Cup, conference, or division? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's nope. a joke. All right, let's head on to the desert, Arizona. Coyotes, obviously the big thing here is the addition of Phil Kessel. I think the first elite goal scorer they've had in quite some time. Uh, most notably, they have not had a 30-goal scorer since Radim Verbata in 2012. So that's tough. You've got a guy, you don't got anybody scoring 30 goals uh, on your team. It's going to be tough to win games and produce offense. Uh, four points away from the playoffs last year. Remember the numerous injuries they had throughout the season, including starting goalie Ranta. Uh, as one of the worst offensive teams in the NHL last year, they that played a big reason as to why they did gun for Phil the Thrill, in my opinion. Uh, they made the most improvement of any team in this Pacific division. Uh, I think they make the playoffs this year, possibly. We'll get into that later when we make our final standing predictions. But Vegas Insider, odds to win the Cup, 30-1. to 1. Western Conference, 15-1. to 1. Pacific Division, 12-1. to 1. Let's start with Kyle this time. Yeah, I think uh, they had a good little offseason. Just saw recently they... Uh extended Keller to an eight-year contract, so that's, that's good today, on yeah. them. But uh, Kessel, I think that's going to be a big impact. I think he's going to have some veterans, some leadership. I mean, not eating too many hot dogs, and he'll have some role in there for the Yotes. I think they're going to get into the playoffs for sure. Uh, I That's the first thing I said. They're a playoff team if healthy. Yeah, um, I, uh, yeah they're pretty They're pretty solid. Um, they're fairly deep down the middle. I mean, I don't want to say they're like too deep, but Stepan, Schmaltz, and uh, Soderberg, I think you have three solid centers right there. No real game changers or someone that can take over a game, but they're both solid. All or all three of them are solid. Um, I have the same note here: Phil Kessel, thirty goals, probably. Um, oh, you got you sure. got to imagine. I mean, hopefully he's playing with Keller. That'd be yeah. nice. And like I said, yeah. Phoenix's first thirty goal score since two thousand and twelve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, teams alone. I mean, Cavs had alone what four last year, three or four. Yeah, I don't, I don't well, know about last year. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. But still, you got to have at least one or two uh, season. Right. To do some offense. Um, I also have that they have a very underrated top four D with uh, Oliver Ekman Larson. Ekman Larson, stud. Love yeah. him. Uh, Chytrin, he's a young guy. Mm -hmm. He's solid, and uh, Jarmelson is also solid. Jarmelson, yeah. Um, I forget who their fourth one was, but I just remember seeing that he was also a pretty, you know, solid defenseman back they there. Get some new coaching out there. Who's your coach out there? And then Rick Tockett. Yeah, Rick Tockett. Tockett. I think so he was there last year. Phil Kessel. He was there last year. They have a bond. Yeah. So. Um, goaltending. Yeah, we'll see if their goaltending is any good this year. And Antti Ranta, he had a pretty good season last year until he got hurt, right? Yeah. 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 Um, like I said, that team. That team was good last year. They just got caught up with some. Got caught up with some, like we said, injuries, injuries throughout yeah. the year, and um, they just need. It hurts, and they still only finished four points out of the playoffs. I think they need 
one they need a center that can kind of take over a game. I mean, Phil Kessel can, you know, kind of like he have a huge impact, and uh, so can Ekman Larson as a defenseman. But I don't think they have anyone at center that's can really shut down anyone else. I don't think so. Yeah. So odds thirty to one, fifteen to one, twelve to one. We taking any of those? I don't think any of those. If they're getting in the playoffs, they're gonna squeak. Yeah, I believe uh, they'll. F- I think they'll fight with uh, San Jose for that last spot in that division. All right, so let's do Calgary, then kick it to another interview. So Calgary, as we mentioned, coming off the Pacific Division and Western Conference regular season title, upset in the first round by that upstart Colorado Avalanche team. Uh, not huge for them, but biggest uh, news roster-wise for them is that they did flip James Neal for James Neal for Milan Lucic. Lucic looking to revitalize his, I guess, gritty and somewhat goal-scoring game. Uh, looks to slot on that third line with Sam Bennett and Mark Jankowski. I believe he'll have a better season, you know, as the change of scenery. Uh, we'll see what happens with him. If he can put 10 in the net, that team is going to keep continuing to have success. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, AB, it's a relatively weak Pacific division outside of that top four. Yep. Top three, really. Don't see them as much of a threat as a division. Right. Uh, Flames, my opinion, they'll contend for another division title, contend for the top seed in the West, and obviously make the playoffs. Vegas Insider odds to win the Cup twenty to one, Western Conference nine to one, Pacific Division four to one. Uh, AB. Um, so as you mentioned, their top six is solid. Uh, Johnny Goudreau, a stud. Kyle, you have an interesting story about Johnny Goudreau. I don't know if you want to talk about it now. No, it doesn't matter. I mean, just got to play at a tournament when he was out there, got drafted, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's pretty sweet. I was not there for that. Uh, anyway. Uh, they're not, they're they're not too deep down the middle. Um, who they got Monahan and who's the, who's I think is Granlin or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think their uh, third or fourth line centers are not that. I don't think they're that great. Uh, I have most underrated top four defense uh, in the league. Okay, Hamannick, Travis Hamannick, he's a stud. Mm-hmm. Noah Hannafin, stud. Noah Hannafin, big fan. Yes, T.J. Brody. Pretty solid. Cool last name. <laughs> and um, Giordano. Yeah, Giordano, obviously a Norris contender winner uh, almost every year. To Chuck back there, just beat not on D, but, you know, in, on that, in that forward lineup, just beating the brakes off of people. And, Kyle, what are your thoughts on the Flames? Are they going to repeat as division champs, maybe even Western Conference champs? I think division champs for sure. I think Johnny Goudreau is going to have another big year. I mean, seemed like last year every every day you're hopping on your phone checking out highlights and it's just him again 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 so i think they'll have a good regular season it's just uh i don't think they're deep enough for the playoffs anything like that for a deep playoff run but they'll definitely win the division up yeah um well it'll, it'll be tough between them and vegas uh they're cuz they're goaltending yeah i don't i don't know i'm not huge on their goaltending who is it Riddich? yeah cuz mike smith is gone he's out of calgary yep um we'll get to him here in a bit but uh, you taking any of those bets? Four to one for the division, nine to one for the conference, maybe. Uh, if I'm taking either of those, I guess it would be nine to one for the conference, solely because they can beat up on their own division, and uh, yeah, and have more points than because I think the the central division are just going to beat up on themselves, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a tight, tight race. Them if Vivian Vegas can step up with the top yeah. two and just kind of run away against that bottom half right. of the division. So with all that being said. Uh, interview number two, we got R.C. Like, Richmond Generals head coach. We're coming off that USPHL National Championship, so let's kick it over to him. 
So we now welcome on the first and only head coach of the Richmond Generals, the defending USPHL Elite National Champs, Mr. R.C. Light. Coach, how are you today? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Excellent. So let's just jump right into it. Defending Elite National Champs, first in program history. Um, how did that championship kind of change your program, if at all, in terms of, you know, how you guys have spent this offseason uh, preparing for this upcoming season and, you know, maybe basic overall mentality of knowing that game in and game out, teams are, will be gunning for you every time being the defending champs? Um, I think that's a great question. Um, as far as for our program, I mean, we've always been a top successful program in the country. Um, and, you know, we just didn't have the national championship. We always had the division and the conference and the playoff championships, um, but we didn't have that, you know, that final national championship. So it was kind of nice. It, it almost validates everything that we've done so far because now we're able to have that. Um, I think, yes, it puts a bigger target on your back, as always, for any team that – that wins, um, you know, and gets a chance to, to win a championship. There's no question on that. Um, I think we've always had a target. It's just it's gotten a lot bigger. Um, you know, for our program, we really pride ourselves on our development and our advancement numbers. And for the last eight years, we're, you know, top 1% in college commits with 173 college commits to NCAA D1, D3, uh, Division One CIS in Canada and ACHA colleges, and we're at 112 players now moved to Tier Two or Tier One Junior A, meaning Major Junior, the USHL, NA, and Tier Two Canadian Junior A. That's the highest rate in the country of any junior program, wow. and that's really what we look for. You know, every year is striving to have those types of programs and those types of numbers. So for us, you know, winning the championship is always on the mark and, and what we're looking to do, but first and foremost is developing our players. And that's always been the goal, you know, on and off the ice. So not only are we developing them as hockey players, but more importantly as young men so that they'll be successful in life when they leave our program. And that that's always been our motto and that uh, that'll never change. So and like we mentioned uh, kind of at the beginning, you have been the only coach in that program since I believe it started in 2011. So you mentioned how how well you guys have done of putting the players into the next level and then also finally getting that championship. So kind of what noticeable differences are there in the program or for you personally uh, from that very first season until now, whether it be you know, the culture, the style, the systems, or just the way you kind of coach or even the way you scout? Um, that's a great question. I think that the – the biggest thing is obviously going, you know, when we first started for the first uh, four years of the program, uh, we had one team, and we moved to having two teams, uh, you know, our fourth year uh, of the program. And I think so obviously having two teams is a lot different. You can develop a lot more in-house, um, which is nice, and gives us a lot more opportunity to, to develop and retain our players so that we have them for a year to two years, maybe sometimes three, uh, depending on the situation. So I think that also helps with the development aspect. I think the biggest thing is establishing culture. Where I'm a huge guy on culture. Um, it, you know, culture justifies and runs everything. And if you have a, a top culture, you're going to have success no matter what you do. Um, and you're always going to be, you know, a very good program if you have the right culture. So I think when you first start the program, you know, we started the youth program and the junior program. Um, I was fortunate enough to start that with some great people that shared my my beliefs and my philosophy and have really helped our program and continue to help our program and, uh, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people and then, you know, just building the culture. So you got to start from the ground up brick by brick and you got to build it on, you know, 
promising uh, and delivering on what you promise and what you tell people that you're going to do for their players, uh, for them as players and as, as kids. And uh, I think we do a very good job of of giving our kids every opportunity between the off-ice, the on-ice training, uh, the mental aspect of the game, um, you know, in terms for them to be successful. Yeah, I mean, simply enough, if you're not going to blend and buy in off the ice, you're not going to get the results you want on the ice. So en route to that championship last season, was there something that you noticed maybe midseason, maybe some adjustments maybe made, but something that really stuck, which you think really led you guys to that championship that you'll think you'll then in turn try to implement uh, or stick to at the start of this coming season? Um, I think there's a lot of things. I, I think the biggest thing for me that, I, that really sticks out to me is – we were a true team, and what I mean by that is everybody contributed. Uh, the adversity that that team faced was was greater than any team I think we've had yet, and I say that pretty pretty resiliently, meaning that you know I can stand behind that that those guys faced every single situation that could possibly be thrown at them during the season, whether it was injury, sickness, guys missing for school, guys missing for tests, suspension. Um, you know, every time somebody was out, somebody else stepped in and filled that hole and stepped up and, and, and stepped into that role and did the job that they were supposed to do. And that team really stuck together. And no matter what happened, you know, that team basically was the best team in the league rated all year long, and they deserved to be. But they went through, you know, everything that you could possibly have during a season. And I think that that's why they were the most prepared team uh, in the playoffs, why they were the most prepared team at the national tournament, because there was nothing that they were going to have thrown at them that they haven't faced, done, or overcome already. So the adversity that they faced during the year, um, you know, was was definitely, I think, the biggest, the biggest, one of the biggest things for our team chemistry and our resiliency that we showed. Um, you know, one of the biggest things too, from a from a fan game perspective, last year was the greatest year for injury that we lost ten. First oh wow! I mean, at, at one point we had between our premier and elite team, we had 13 players out. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was they faced a lot of things, and they were able to every time you know dig in, not make an excuse and overcome them. And to me, that was the uh, the biggest difference is that the resiliency and the uh, the determination on that team was there was nothing that was going to stop it. I think that was a, a big big reason why we had success. So, yeah, you mentioned the injuries and how guys were able to come in and step up and just, you know, kind of hit hit the ground running and stay in stride and help that team uh, progress. Uh, we know it's junior hockey. We know kids age out. So I'm sure you have some key losses from last year. Um, but who's who's coming in this year? Who are some key additions on, you know, either the Premier or Elite team uh, that you're really looking forward to um, that can step up, maybe returning guys coming into their second year or maybe some new additions? Um, I think – from a returning perspective, I think the group, the core group of guys that we have returning and it's going to stick with the elite team, who were what we would call depth players last year, will now become impact players. Uh, that group is going to be a very big key to the elite team's success. And the group of returning players that played on the elite team, which now moved up to the premier, um, I think that's also going to be a, a large part of the premier team's success. Um, I think those players having won that championship bring a lot of experience they bring a lot of you know just knowledge of how to handle situations so that will help i think we have a great core returning from the premier team you know last year hampton won that they were you know 
they were a very good team. But our team, I thought, was right there with them uh, at the premier level. We didn't have some key injuries. I think we're we're right there potentially for that championship this year. That's the goal of the national championship with both teams. Um, you know, at both levels, that's going to come from the core group. So, you know, up front um, with the premier team, we have Alex Cunn, Icky Ragus, the uh, national team with Canadian player. Um, that are two big, big guys that are going to be key contributors. Uh, you know, on the back end, Patrick Kropstov, uh, who are returning from the premier. Um, those guys are going to be very stable parts of our leadership for and, and are on ice performance. I think the yeah, big guys moving up, it's Matt Doherty moving up from the elite level, leading score at the elite level and at just about every category. Um, Brendan Meyer, um, Jacob Berkey, uh, those guys were some of the top forwards in the league last year on defense. Uh, he had the best defense defensive four in the league, and four of those defensemen have now moved up, and Alex Walsh, um, Kevin Truga, Ryan Berkey, and Zach Correa up to the premier team. The addition of Ryan Freeman, arguably the top goalie in the league league, now moving up to the premier. I think those guys will be key with huge additions. Some of the new faces that we have, Especially on up front of the spear with Jake Sleep, big 014, Blue Jackets AAA program, top power forward, Matt Wood, who's also a captain, Junior Flyers, UA AAA team score. Um, those guys are definitely going to be guys to, to watch out for. Uh, Connor Dennis, uh, Wyoming Seminary prep kid, top defense, watch out for. That aspect. It's going to the elite team. He brought in fairly good guys to place the, you know, basically a whole team turnover there. Leadership four on that one. Will Brump up front. Uh, Riley Lewis returning. Both all young guys. Uh, Noah Farley, Justin Smith, back end. Tyler Roby, defenseman, uh, and Kelsey A. great quarter return. A lot of new faces from a lot of programs. Uh, we have a big highlight to get to be our own three. Um, Jacob Berkey's younger brother, uh, who's a very top end defenseman that's going to get a lot of attention. He won next level junior program. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he pans out. Uh, just a, there's a lot of guys that we'll see how they, they start to develop as the team grows. Yeah, definitely sounds like a good mesh of, like you said, a solid returning core that's been there and knows what it takes to get done, and then a lot of key new additions. So, Coach, last question, we won't keep you too long. Um, last year you guys, you know, got off to a good start at 8-2 and two in your first 10 games, but only four of those were on the road. Uh, this, is, this season you guys have six road games in your first nine overall. Um, how important is it to you uh, to get a hot start to the season, you know, kind of set the tone for the season and get a couple wins, or do you kind of look at how you just go throughout the regular, the entire season as a whole and not just parts, or how does that play into your, your thought process for the year? Um, for us, you know, we play in the South Division, which I'm sure, as you know, is the best division in Tier 3 scout, next level coach that would tell you it's different. Uh, you know, you can go, you can be in first place one weekend, lose two games, and be in fourth place by the end of the weekend. The competition is fierce. Um, there's no easy games. There's no games you can just mail in. You don't bring your A game, you lose. And that's a good thing, but at the same time, it also, if you get behind the eight ball early, you're in trouble. You're playing catch-up. You don't right. want to be doing that. So having a good start to the season, 
uh, having, you know, start to season where, you know, being on the road more than half of, you know, our first 10 games, we want to make sure that, you know, we're really tucking the wins away and coming together as a group, putting those points in the bank. And I think for us, how we break it down is we really break the season down into like almost, you know, four quarters. And, you know, we really try to set a tone and an expectation for each quarter that we need to meet as a group. Um, and, and that's really how we how we break it up. But the starting point for this year is going to be huge. Because I can tell you right now, you know, just knowing our division, everyone gets better every year. Um, you know, and it's, it's a dogfight. And you have to be ready to go for the drop of the puck at the start of the season. And, you know, we want to make sure that we come out swinging. We don't want to be playing catch-up, you know, after 10 games. More than half of our first 10 games just about being up for as you said, that's very Yeah, I mean, like you said, it was such a tough division, arguably the best one in that league. I mean, that championship hasn't been out of Virginia between uh, you and Hampton in a couple of years. But, Coach, like we said, we won't take too much of your time. We really pre- appreciate you coming on. Best of luck to you and the boys this year, and we'll uh, we'll catch up about midseason and uh, get an update on how everything's going. That would be great, and anytime you want to come down, We'd love to have you. I will tell you, September 14th, to mark on your calendar. It's our banner-raising night. basically sold out. Oh, wow. um, it's a, so we'd love to have you down. And November 9th is another another key date. That's our military appreciation night, um, which is another date that will be plan-packed. If you'd like to come down, we'd love to have you. We can get you on the radio, get you on with the broadcast team. So anytime you'd like to do that, please let me know. And, we can arrange it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, me and the boys will take a look at the calendar, and like we said, we'll get on down there and check out a game, cut a little video, uh, talk to you guys in person, and go from there. But like I said, thanks again, Coach, and, you know, best of luck in the start of the season here. Thank you very much. Right. Look forward to connecting with you later in the year. Have a good one. You too. Bye. All right, thanks to RC Like for hopping on. Uh, we'll definitely reconvene with him throughout the season and uh, maybe head down to Richmond and catch a game or two. Uh, see what we can do down there. So, boys, next up, Edmonton, the Oilers. Uh, always an interesting team. Uh, just two or three years removed uh, from that doorstep of it. They were on the doorstep of a deep playoff run uh, where people think, and kind of right when McDavid came in, that they were going to make a deep run, go from there. Uh, one of the best players in the league, as we mentioned, McDavid, but they just can't seem to figure it out. Uh, Ken Holland in as the new GM. Dave Tippett as the new head coach. Uh, they entirely touted Swedish forward Joachim Nygaard. Uh, added a solid Swedish defi- defenseman in Broberg with the eighth pick in the draft this year and also signed Sakara. So James Neal in that Lucic swap. James Neal, in my opinion, still a very good player. Could definitely get back to his game in Edmonton. Would agree. Slotted on that second line uh, projection chart with Benson and Nugent Hopkins, which is that could get him going. Uh, if he gets, he could get them to that 20-plus goal mark. Uh, that's solid help. Drysaddle on McDavid will still put up hella points. And the defense, in my opinion, question mark. So we come back to Mike Smith. He's now in Edmonton, uh, sitting in the net. Left Calgary, same division in Edmonton now. So I think they'll have maybe a better season than last year, but still no playoffs uh, for Edmonton. So here we go with Vegas, 50-1 to to win the Cup, 25-1 to to win the Conference, and 20-1 to to win the division. Uh, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, up front they're a solid team. you got the best player, one of the best players in the league, Connor McDavid, and then you have Drysaddle with them. They're going to put up points, and then you got what you said, Nugent Hopkins and James Neal. That's a great second line, but then they kind of fall off after that well, going down. Capitals legend Alex Chason. 
Yeah, I mean, he'll put in but not five. I agree. It's not too much depth up there. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, no, they, they have their first two lines. They're going to score, and, I mean, that that's what they do. But after that, nothing defensively. Like, what did you say? You had a question mark for their defense? I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of like how Toronto was. They really always had a good offense and had yeah. no D, and now they're coming back around. My notes literally say no defense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, question mark, you have none. They just tell yeah. Connor to go score more goals. Yeah, like they have Adam Larson and Darnell Nurse, I think, are their top two guys who just aren't going to cut it. Um, I said RNH needs to step up a bit. I feel like I don't know if it's because the Oilers have been so bad, but I just haven't heard his name. And he was a he's a first overall pick. Yeah. Like uh, I feel like he needs to step up a bit. I mean, he had a decent season last year. Did he? Yeah. A lot um, better than years before. I mean, yeah. I think the, the way Connor keeps going up, that'll help. But he's yeah. not playing like a first overall pick. Correct. That, yeah. That's what I would. That's. When I was getting it, um, and I mean they traded away all of their first round picks. Jordan Eberle's gone. Taylor Hall's the number one pick. He's gone. I mean, winning MVPs. Yeah, like it's the Oilers were sh- the the front office is shooting themselves in the foot with that. Um, but yeah, their depth. They just need to find some depth forwards, I guess. I mean, you can't have Connor McDavid score every single one of your goals. Yeah, you can't just rely on five players. Yeah. No defense. Yeah. Better goaltending. I think it's a bit of an upgrade. So are we taking any of these bets? No. Yeah, <laughs> I would no. agree with that. Yeah. No. All right, let's move on then. The L.A. Kings, um, they are what they are, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I mean, talk about a complete fucking drop-off from an organization over the last seven to eight years. This division is brutal, that man. That went from cup contender to cup contender to now the second-to-worst team in the NHL. So new coach in McClellan spent his last 11, 11 years in San Jose and Edmonton. So... If you want to look on the bright side, he's familiar with that division. Um, again, terrible offense, second worst in the NHL last year, 27th on the power play. Johnny Quick, massive drop off. A little bit of an injury last year, but a 3.38 GAA, uh, 0.888 save percentage, and went 16, 23, and 7. Uh, so ask the question can he stay healthy? Two other questions I guess you could ask is as we mentioned, can Kopitar and that offense score a little bit more? And can Dowdy prove his worth and help turn that defense around? Uh, still some big names on that roster, unlike the Ducks and a couple other teams we mentioned. But Vegas Insider, 200 to 1 to win the Cup, 100 to 1 to win the Conference, and 100 to 1 to win the <laughs> Division. So they have the same odds of winning the Division as they do um, the goddamn Conference the regular season. So, A.B., let's kick it off with the L.A. Kings. Um, I don't have much them for them other than their D is awful besides Drew Doughty, which sucks. I mean... He's arguably top five. Uh, maybe not anymore. He's yeah. definitely top ten D. Top ten D. Yeah. Um, they just they have some big names that aren't performing. Ilya Kovalchuk. I know he's old, but I think a lot of people were expecting him to come back and score like 25 to 30 goals last year, which I don't think he got to. And he was hurt. I think he was hurt too. I think he a little injury. Dustin Brown disappeared. Lost the team. Um, Jeff Carter. I don't know where he went last year. Um, yeah, so I kind of feel bad for Andre Kopitar and Drew Doughty. I mean, they're both still doing well for their team, but they just have no support at all. Like, Kopitar is usually up for an award every single year. Yeah. The Selkie. Usually. Um, I mean, yeah, and Johnny Quick disappeared. That's That yeah, was on my nose as well. A little big drop-off. Kyle, what are your thoughts Yeah, on I mean, the same thing. They just uh, the kind of fell off. They had, uh, they had a good team for a while, but boys just got old, and they really didn't – get any new guys in there. I don't know what the drafting or they traded away people, whatever they did. Remember that that's so 70s line? That line was yeah. so tight. Yeah. 
they're all pretty Defoley, old. Foley, Jeff Carter, and I don't even know the other guy. Uh, Seventy something. Yeah, obviously. But yeah, we talk about it. Uh, Tanner Pearson. Yeah, there it is. Or organizational drop off. We kind of mock these teams, but fuck if the Caps aren't going to face it here in a couple years, then oh well. So, we taking any of those bets? No. Oh yeah, no, absolutely not. No, but I would take what the Kings have. You know, what they win three cups in that little run, and it's true. Now they dropped off. I can't ask for more. I think two cups. cups. Yeah, yeah. two. So, San Jose, the Sharks. Um, this is a team. Still looking to get back to that cup after the loss of the Pens in the 2016 Finals. Uh, always a threat, always a contender. Big losses, obviously, the captain, Joe Pavelski. Uh, also forwards, Jonas Donskoy and Gustav Nyquist. Uh, nothing major in terms of additions outside of re-signing Carlson for an eight-year extension, which is huge for them. Yes, they are a good team on both sides of the puck, I think, but, I mean, uh, their projected first line this year, hear me out here, Timo Meyer, Logan Couture, and Kevin LeBlanc. Um... It's not good players, but nothing yeah. to get overly excited. That's a great about. second line. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, but I don't get that first line doesn't excite me. Uh, yeah, good, I would agree. Good and deep at forward. You know they got Evander Kane uh, down there still, but their defense is what everyone will be looking at this year since there's so much money uh, sunk into that blue line with Carlson and Burns uh, and goaltending. Martin Jones last year was completely terrible. Yeah, uh, I think they made the play. I think uh, I, they do make the playoffs this year, but I don't see them going far. Vegas has them 25 to one to win the cup, 12 to one to win the Western Conference, and nine to two to win the Pacific Division. Keep in mind, when we say win the Western Conference, we mean the regular season title, nothing with the playoffs. So, AB, well, what do you think about the Sharks? Um, they have top uh, two of the uh, top five defensemen in the league. I would say maybe even three. I don't know. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, um, so that'll obviously help them, um, and they have some pretty good support behind those two as well. Um, big loss at forward from Joe P. He really completed that top six, I thought, because yeah. um, I looked at the top six now, and I'm like, ah, there's... What's the second line? Vander Kane, Thomas Hurdle. And I don't even know. But those names we read off with Donskoy, Nyquist, and Pavelski all leaving, those are some pretty big names. Yep. Yeah, so they don't really have any depth at forward. So I don't know. I just... I think, like I said earlier, I think uh, San Jose and the Yotes are really fighting for that third spot in the uh, in the division to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's been since I think like oh five oh six the Sharks have been in the playoffs almost every year, and I think this is going to be one of the first years they struggle a little. Like you said, they only got the two top defensemen, and after that, I mean, some of the younger guys going to step up is uh. Joe Thornton is he with the team? Is he still? Uh, no, I don't think he's signed yet. Signed Not yet? signed yet, but. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah, you got to hope we'll because that's that's what veterans production year by year is just dropping, dropping, dropping. Declining. Although who kn- who knows? I mean, no one gave the Caps a chance when they actually won. Yeah, that would be hilarious if San Jose just came out and won the Stanley Cup this year. That's true. Oh, as long as they bring true. Big Joe back, put a C on his jersey. That'd I mean, be awesome. you see the Caps and then you see the Blues do it. So you know what? I might be betting on them to win the Cup this year. Thornton's turn, man. So there it is. We're taking any of those. Twenty-five to one for the cup. Twelve to one for the conference. Nine to two for the division. Good value at twenty-five to one. You might, I might, I might throw it down. I don't know. I don't know. Toss it down a bit. Sorry. Let's kick it to our next interview. We got Hampton Roads Whalers defenseman Nolan Murphy. Let's kick it over. All right, guys, Winnell, welcome on. Returning defenseman, Woodbridge, Virginia native uh, for the Hampton Roads Junior Whalers, uh, Nolan Murphy. Nolan, what's going on, man? How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Good, good. Yeah, just trying to get a, kind of get an idea of how the Whalers are going to be looking this season. So let's start there. Back-to-back uh, Premier National Champs, only a year removed from an elite national championship. So 
let's just start there. What what do what do the Whalers need to do to a return back to that elite championship uh, level, and then b go for three straight in Premier Division? Man, so I think for that elite team, for them, we we were so close last year. Being on that team, we were a goal away from getting to the championship. I I personally think the championship was in that semifinal against Richmond. I think we're the two best teams in the league all year. Um, it was a heck of a game, and I think just for us, it was just finishing it out. You know, playing that third period, you know, playing the full sixty minutes. We we didn't do that the whole game, and I think for us this year, we just have to focus on playing every game sixty minutes and just not stopping for anything. And then for the premier team, I think they have a lot of new guys this year. They had a lot of age outs last year. And I think it's just getting those new guys uh, used to the Hampton Roads culture, which is always winning and getting better and practicing hard and playing hard. Uh, their motto is perseverance, commitment, excellence, and just getting all the new guys into that system and figuring out what it's like to be a Hampton Road Whalers, what it's going to take for uh, the elite team to get to the championship and premier team uh, go back to back to back. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, winning championship culture. Like we mentioned, three championships in just the last two years. Um, we had actually Richmond coach R.C. Like on earlier, and he explained that you know the reason that they were able to make that push toward the end of the season is because they play in the best division in the USPHL, um, especially against you guys, that little cross-state rivalry. So explain how you get these new guys to kind of buy into that culture and kind of get them affirmed to it so that you can keep making uh, these runs. I think really it's just – for all the returns we have, just make sure the new guys know like what they're a part of. They're a part of something special. Like whenever you go to the rink, you should know like wearing that logo on your jersey. It's it's not just another logo. It's a it's a very special logo. There's a lot of weight that comes with it. You have a, a lot of big shoes to fill because of how good this program is. And I, I really think it's just it's up to the guy, the vets and stuff, to really drill into those guys. Like this is. We're not here to mess around. We're here to get better first, but win championships. And we tell them, you know, like, yeah, we're about winning, but and, and developing players. But when you're winning games, coaches are going to want to watch you play. They're going to want to watch the guys that are winning. They want to watch the guys that are going to Boston every year competing for national championships because college coaches want winners in their programs because eventually that's what they're all about, too, is winning. Yeah, so. that's where the coaches will be scouting is those teams up in Boston that make those championships. So you personally, is this your last year of juniors before you age out? or? So I age out. This is my second to last year. I have okay. one more year after this. Gotcha. So what are your personal uh, expectations for yourself? And then we'll kind of get into, like I said, with some more team goals. I think for me this year, uh, I want to definitely talk to more college coaches. Uh, I want to become just an all-around better player. I want to focus more. Obviously, becoming a better player, but I think I need to focus more on the offensive side of things as well. Uh, become more of an offensive defenseman. Now the game is all five guys have to be able to produce on the ice. It's definitely changing a lot. So for me, it's just kind of getting more into the play, becoming more of a power play guy, something like that. Gotcha. So who are some, I guess, should we say key players that we have returning this year or even some new guys uh, that are going to come in that you think will make an immediate impact or kind of give us some names to look out for this coming season for the Whalers? I think for the elite team who I'm playing for again this year, uh, definitely uh, 2001 forward Nate McNamara. He's going to have a really good year this year. Uh, Shane Ziegler, he's a local guy. He's going to have a good year. And then on the back end, probably – Sam Sylvester, he's from Nevada. He's an 01. He's a beast. And then also a goalie we have from Pennsylvania, Kenny Vaught. He's a stud. He came from the Skip Jackson. He's, he's unreal. So I'm expecting him to have a huge year. 
Excellent. So have you had any time at all to uh, take a look at your guys' upcoming schedule? Uh, and if so, what kind of sticks out to you? I mean, is there like a tough opening to the season, maybe a tough uh, slate of road games midseason, or kind of how are you guys going to end the season? What do you think? I, I definitely think it's a tough schedule. Obviously, we're in that Southeast Division, which I think everyone knows is the powerhouse of the USBHL. Right. Uh, our opening weekend, the 14th and 15th, is against Charlotte. And last year, we ended their season here in Hampton Roads during playoffs. So they're coming back. They they don't want anything to do with us. We don't want anything to do with them. So that's going to be a battle. It's just it's going to be good hockey to watch because both teams do not like each other. We always have history with them. And I think every game we play Richmond is going to be an all-out battle just because of what happened last year and how good both programs are. Yeah, like we mentioned, you guys were the defending champs. They came in and took it, but I mean that trophy has not left you know that area of dis- part of Virginia in <laughs> a couple of years now. So you personally, it looks like you also too. Did you start at Potomac Patriots and then come over to Hampton? Yes. Yeah, so I I was playing for Potomac. I played for Potomac my whole life until last year in December. I made the switch, and I love that program as well. I I have nothing but good things to say about them. That coaching staff, everyone there. I think it's a great place, but just sometimes, you know, things don't work out for certain people. So I think it was just time for me at my, at my uh, spot. I needed to move on and, you know, just get some refresh and start over. Gotcha. So we'll finish it up here. Like you said, you guys have the, the expectations of getting back to that championship and making another run. Uh, what all do you guys think it's going to take? I mean, like you said, there's, you thought that championship was against Richmond last year. Uh, it didn't go your way, but uh, kind of, it, you, every time that happens, you kind of come back. You think, all right, we need to take that extra step. What do, you, what do you think? What part of your game do you guys think you most need to work on to get back that trophy? I think it's just for us for having every guy in our locker room just buy in and everyone pull the rope in the same direction and everyone just know like what the expectations are. We can't have one guy pulling the rope in the wrong way because if one guy pulls the rope in the wrong way, then everything gets messed up. I really think it's just instilling back to that winning culture they had when they won the championship and just playing every game like it's your last I, I know everyone says that's like a cliche thing but I firmly believe that you need to play every game every shift like it's your last because you just never know what's going to happen so definitely just getting the boys to buy in pull the rope in the same direction and go from there all right, perfect. Nolan, we appreciate the season preview. What we'll do is we'll give it a couple weeks couple months and then we'll reconvene mid-season and get an update on the boys and see how everything's going awesome thank you very much I, I, pleasure talking to you guys. All right, my man appreciate it have a good one Thank you. Bye. Thanks again to Nolan for hopping on. Uh, like we say with all of our guests, we'll definitely reconvene with him and we'll get some updates throughout the season. So we got two teams left here in the Pacific Division. Then we'll give our predictions uh, for the finals. So let's go Canucks. Vancouver, interesting team to me, I'd say. A uh, team that has slowly been building kind of under the radar. Uh, their organization to all of a sudden have a breakout year soon. Don't think it's this year, but... Soon they will. Under 500 last year by game. Additions in the likes of Jordy Ben, Tyler Myers on defense, JT Miller, Michael Furlan up front to boost the likes of young studs, uh, Pedersen and Boser. Uh, let's not forget Bo Horvat and the wagon. That is Jay Beagle, Stanley Cup champion, <laughs> AHL champion. Uh, they definitely have an intriguing DCHL four lines. Champion. Yep. Definitely have an intriguing four lines. Defense, nothing overly big in terms of like big names, but they do have Edler and Hughes back there in goaltending. Again, bit of a question mark. I think they'll contend, have a better season than last year, but fall short of a wild card spot. Vegas Insider, forty to one to win the cup, twenty to one to win the Western Conference, and twelve to one to win the division. Kyle, let's start with you and the Nucks. 
Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. They're gonna they're gonna be fun to watch, but they're not gonna be a contender too much in the playoffs. I think they're still gonna struggle a little bit. They're young, but they just don't have that over the hedge hump yet. Probably a year or two, and this will be a really good team. Like I said, they they've been low key building. Uh, got some very good young talent. Uh, I think they're 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 set to have a breakout year. Yeah, they have this been quiet. Be fun to watch. Yeah, they for have sure. been quietly building for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's what I have on here is Quinn Hughes. Let's see how he does. Uh, I I can't wait for him. He's gonna be competing with his brother Jack for points for sure. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a defenseman, you can't though. I I think he's he can. Jack the offensive defenseman. With... He's a short <laughs> quick stuff. guy. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Taylor Hall is his D partner, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, their goaltending, I will. I think that'll hold them back. Uh, they have this Thatcher Demko. Apparently, he's supposed he's to be pretty years. good. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be pretty good. But like we mentioned before, Hopi's name has been thrown around in the Vancouver talks. Yeah, Jay, uh, with his contract, with his buddy Jay Beagle out there. Who knows? Um, but yeah, they have decent depth players with Louis Erickson, Jay Beags, Brandon Sutter. Uh, top six is solid, like you said. I think their their forward group is pretty underrated. I got to be honest. Um, I agree with you. It's very inter- it's going to be very interesting to watch. I think. I don't think they make the playoffs. I think they miss it only by, like, four or five points. Yeah, kind of like the Yotes last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Out. But like you said, the, the additions on defense, too, with Myers and Ben. Uh, and then you have veterans like JT Miller and Michael Ferland coming in on offense. Yep. Um, so, like I said, it's nothing really incredibly sticks out to me. But Some good ads. going to be a tough team. Yeah, good ads. Tough team to beat. So, let's last team, the Vegas Golden Knights. A uh, year removed from that inaugural season cup run. Uh, they play a 3-1 or 3-1 series lead. The Sharks this year blew that in Game Seven. Also had a three-goal lead, but if we remember correctly, uh, that five-minute major on Eakin. Key arrivals, none, um, to be honest. Uh, and they lost Nikita Gusev, Eric Halla, Colin Miller, and Pierre Edouard. Last, oh, okay, whatever his name. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> uh, they did, however, resign Wild Bill Carlson to an eight-year extension. They have a very solid team, Flurry. Obviously still a stud. Uh, Western Conference favorite. You still got a forward core of Wild Bill, like we said. Marsha So, Pacioretty, Stastny, Stone, uh, Took, Eakin, Reeves, Nosek. Uh, they are a deep, deep team. Yes. Um, defensively, not as strong as they are offen- offensively. They have Capitals legend Nate Schmidt. Uh, Vegas, my pick to win the Pacific this year. Vegas Insider has them at 7-1 to to win the Cup, which is second best behind Tampa. Three to one to win the Western Conference, which are the best odds, slightly beating Colorado, and one to one favorites to win the Pacific Division. A B. Uh, I have the hottest take of all time here. That Schmidt okay. is the most underrated defenseman in the league. Underrated? Yes. Oh, by far, he is a legend. All right, sweet. So legend. I guess it's not that hot. Oh yeah, eighty-eight is a legend. Uh, like he's just he's just so valuable back on D that I don't think we realized how valuable he was when he left. That now he's a first-line defenseman for the Vegas Golden Knights, who are a pretty solid team. I'm um, just going to put that out there. They have the best goaltending in the division, I think. Uh, oh, by far. Yeah, I, oh, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, Flurry's back there, so he can hold it down for them. And as you said, deep four lines, uh, they're they're going to be the same, I think, as they were the past two years. I think they'll be right up there. Uh, maybe not conference or Stanley Cup final-esque, but they're as, as deep as they are. They're always going to be in a game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially the next couple of years, they're going to have real good chances at it. And I think uh, this year, especially Stone, he's going to have a real good year. Full season with uh, Vegas now, and he's going to come in and he's going to do well. I, think I agree. Put up some big points. I'm, th- I'm thinking 75 to 80 points this year yeah, for him. Yeah, no, I definitely could see it. And like you said, they got Flurry back there. And 
If something's happened to him, yeah, they got the Subin man. Checking that, yep. checking that projected lineup with pretty much that whole team, that new team with Stasny and Pacioretty having now a second year together. Uh, that team's going to be fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Am I betting on him 1-1 one to, one to win the division? No, because I don't like those odds. 3-1 to one to win the Western Conference? No, because shit odds. But I'd, I'd, throw, I'd dabble on him 7-1 to win the Cup because I thought they should have been Cup favorites last year after before losing in that first round. Yeah, and they, they, and they picked up everyone. Yeah. They picked up everyone that they did last year with Pacioretty and Stastny. Um, I I don't think I would take 7-1. to one. I, don't th- I don't see too much value. Not a lot for, of value, but, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm staying. I don't know why they got like those odds like that. There, I don't feel like there's any value on any of those. No, nothing great. But I mean, that good of a team, I guess. Yeah. Like this year, so I guess we'll make our predictions for the division. Um, I'll start with mine. I think your top three uh, come playoff time will be Vegas one, Calgary two, Sharks three. Biggest question mark: Does another Pacific team squeak in as a wild card? Uh, tough call. Me personally, I say no. Um, the Central is too stacked. That's the only reason I say no, because you have Colorado, Nashville, St. Louis, the Stars, and Winnipeg. Yeah. They're, Central's taking those two wild cards. Yeah. And who the fuck knows about Chicago? Like, they could they could shock you, I yeah. feel like. Uh, you would need a Central team to have a rough year and completely underachieve, um, which I don't see many of them doing. Uh, and you'd need to have Arizona just play Who's? A, a very – complete season but also play above expectations a little bit um so that's my pick vegas one calgary two sharks three and those are the only three teams from pacific making the playoffs kyle what are your choices all right so one two three that order i got the sharks going one wow vancouver two Sheesh. vegas three okay you are a wildcat man uh, i got nobody in the wild card spot because that's gonna be so you're central. saying no calgary in the playoffs no nope they're gonna have a fall off year vancouver at two with a questionable goaltending, man, yeah, that's the boldest take I've ever but seen. Beagle taking fourth line faceoffs. Yeah, that's true. Write these down. That's a good point. All right, AB, what do you got? All right, mine's mine's pretty plain, just like yours. Uh, I got Vegas at one, Flames at two, and I've been flip flopping all day, but I'm gonna go Yotes at three. Okay. Wow. I I kind of thought that the Sharks could fall off below three, but I think that they're just. They, got too much they have the experience. They yeah. Too much experience. They that know what to do. The line is way too good. Yep. I would agree, but I don't know. I just want to see the Yotes. Just I would for, like to see the Yotes. Just, too. just for. The Kachina jerseys in the playoffs. Just for biz. Bananas. Fill the thrill. Just lead them. They would be really Scoring fun to watch. Tell you that. If Phil Potts 52 and the Yotes get the third spot and make the playoffs. Could you imagine if it was Yotes, Penguins for the Stanley Cup final? Oh my Phil the God. Thrill comes and daggers the Penguins. a hat trick every game. That would be so dope. They went in four. All right, so any more hockey talk to add? <laughs> any more Pacific Division talk we want to add in here? Anything we missed? Uh, no, not they, much. Yeah, I mean, I saying, we covered it all. I we're think, not going to get to watch too many games of this division, so yeah. yeah, unless you're buying NHL Network and putting a TV in the studio up true, here, true. Then we're sitting up all night watching the games. But any fans want to donate? Yeah, throw, throw some money in. We need a TV in the studio <laughs> so we can watch games. So all right, you boys, should donate to me as well. Maybe as well. So <laughs> that'll do it. First season preview episode. Um, like I said, pretty excited. Inaugural hockey season has the Chirpin' DMV podcast. A lot to cover this year. Local uh, caps, NHL, everything. Uh, be, sure to, be sure to tune in next week. DMV college hockey preview show. Ooh. As well as a breakdown of the Central Division. So we'll have some college coaches and players in the area on. Uh, and then we'll break down that Central Division. And uh, as always, follow us. Instagram, Twitter, at DMV.com And be on the lookout October 1st. 
will be our official relaunch date of the blog and website. Yes. So we'll we'll start we'll start nailing that down and getting it out, and maybe we'll have a little bit of a team meeting here and try to figure out some merch for the season. Oh yes. Maybe some hoodies to wear around the rink or something cool like that. So. Uh, I guess KP and AB, let's send us out of here and hit the road. All right, boys. Can't wait to uh, get out of here. Have a good one, fellas. Thanks for listening.